What's up, everybody? Jimmy Kolb here, and welcome back to the Kolb Strong Power Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this is episode 24 of my Power Podcast. Very happy to be here today. A um, little late on the recording, but trying to come up with some new ideas for you guys. I'm trying to figure out... Um, some interesting topics to talk about, things like that. I like kind of doing this loosey-goosey kind of uh, casual talking where I just kind of speak and kind of run my mouth about kind of whatever the hell I want to talk about. If any of you on here are following me on Instagram or Facebook and you have a really good idea of something you want me to talk about, something I'm not, something I'm not covered before, that you want to hear from me, please message me, DM me. Um, and I will get to it ASAFP. I'm begging you because um, I'm kind of running out of ideas. There's lots of ideas out there. I'm just, you know, I'm kind of hurting a little bit. So if you have ideas, message me. We'll talk about it. So quick training update. I went ahead and switched to single ply. Uh, if you listen to my last podcast about, uh, what was it called? Not adaptation, uh, change of stimulus. Yeah. Switching from multiply to single ply and vice versa. And I've done that. Finally, I am back to single ply right now. Uh, even with the baddest benches on the, of the, on the planet uh, meet on the horizon here in about four or five months, I'm still switching to single ply for a little bit. I'm still going to include heavy multiply training after my single ply training is done. Uh, just to keep up with the heavy, heavy, heavy numbers uh, that I'm trying to attain down in Texas in March. So got into my single ply shirt that's actually two years old this past weekend. That shirt, like I said, is two years old. It, it has been through four different competitions. I've touched five different times with weights ranging between 900 and 1,000 pounds. It's got terror of the runners in it. It's stretched out. But, uh, man, I popped up 1,005 one board press and a thousand five half board press this weekend. And they were both uh as dumb as it sounds, forgive me, but they were both uh pretty easy. I was I was shocked. Um at my caloric intake is very high. <clears throat> if you know anything about my Instagram or if you're on my Patreon, uh my fat shake recipe is floating around out there. And uh boy, I mean I've First-hand experience for the first time in my lifting career, just how beneficial a consistent high amount of calories are. I have so, so much energy and strength. It's amazing. So, And I'm also trying to gain some weight, roll into the baddest benches on the planet, meet about 300 pounds. I'm about 285, 290. So got some uh, miles ahead of me. So that's training right now. I'm trying to find a good meet to go to to get a single ply number posted. I'm going to keep those numbers to myself. <laughs> that's what I like to do. Anyway, move on to the subject matter. Kind of a vague subject, but I want to talk about it. Something that it's important to me. Uh, kind of like my, not my attitude in the gym, but kind of our, our presence in the gym. So me in the gym, I'm there six days a week. I'm there to work. I'm there to slay myself. Um, get a lot of work done, yes. But I like to have fun. I like to talk to my guys. Um, I like to have an attitude of I'm there to work. 
move forward. Obviously, I'm there six days a week. I'm not working at the moment. I'm 100% dedicated to the sport, and I'm trying to get some of these numbers accomplished in the sport um, on different platforms, you know, single ply, multiply. But we like to have fun. If it wasn't fun, why the fuck would I be doing it, you know? So, anyway, I want to look back, reflect back, if you will, on some previous experiences I've had. One involving a company I used to be with, all right? Um, When I was about 2010, about 20 years old, when I attained my first 800-pound bench press. Animal, uh, Universal Nutrition, yes, the supplement company, Animal, started uh, sponsoring uh, powerlifters for the first time ever. And ironically, me and Tiny Meeker both ended up being on that team at the exact same time. And we both got out of it very, very fast, if that tells you anything about Animal. Uh, Not a great experience with them. Obviously, would never, ever fucking go back. So, my experience with them. I didn't fit in. I did not fit their their platform. I didn't fit their uh, persona, okay? What I mean by that is they want guys, you look at all their bodybuilders, look at Eric Fankhauser, the house, look at McGrath, right? Look, look at all these guys. And, you know, they just they have this attitude. They have this persona of just like, yeah, I'm all business, no fun, no play, I'm all, bi-. you know, just this dickhead mentality. And it's okay, say what you want. I'm going to go ahead and say it. a lot of bodybuilders are like that. Okay. I'm just, I'm not stereotyping, but in my experience, there, there, there are sometimes the most, some of the most egotistical. Uh, not all of them, I'm sure. I've been a lot of cool ones too, but these guys, these animal guys, were just—they had no personality. They were just dead, but they were huge, and they were serious, you know. And I wasn't like that. I didn't. I don't. I wasn't like that at all. Um. Speaking on the animal experience, we went to the cage, me and Tiny Meeker together, and uh, I did a demonstration bench for them. I think I repped 715 for like a triple and benched 820 or something in the cage for them. But uh, I had a 12-inch mohawk too that was spiked up. I had to use Elmer's glue to get to stand upright, so it was kind of cool. But, uh, you know, all the athletes had their girlfriends in there, their wives, taking pictures, recording videos, whatever. And I got a nasty email from him afterwards. Hey, you weren't supposed to have your girlfriend or spouse in the cage. We told you this. And I was like, hey, well, I don't know why you're attacking me. Every single one of your boys had their girl in that cage. And my girlfriend came to watch from the outside. She had a shirt on that said Jimmy's girl. And the guy running the booth said, hey, are you Jimmy like that guy over there, Jimmy? She's like, yeah. He's like, oh, well, here's a VIP pass. Here's a free T-shirt. Go ahead and go sit with them. You're good to go. Okay, so yeah, fuck them, dude. Like that—that that was the, the fucking retarded. Anyway, so that—that's that—that dickhead mentality. Like, yeah, I'm there to—I'm there to go to the gym and be serious. I'm there to go get work done, but my entire personality doesn't change just because I'm a serious powerlifter. I'm now. I'm more mature than I was when I was. 17, 18, I've grown up, I've gone, I've done experiences and whatever. 
but I'm still Jimmy. Even when I was benching 400 when I was 16 or over 1,000 at 30, I'm still me. I'm st- I still got my humor and my personality, right? Just because I'm successful in a sport and serious about a sport doesn't mean my entire personality has to be morphed by it and turned into this psychotic, just bleeding dickhead. That leads me to my next uh, personal experience. I had a very close friend, very close friend. We were joined at the hip, kind of close friend. Uh, we did everything together. We lifted, we spotted each other, we went to the movies. I mean, typical, just a very, very strong high school friendship. Um, I had a very close-knit group of friends, but me and this individual were just very, very, very close. So this friend I had uh, lifted weights with me, obviously, um, went to a lot of different competitions. He was my handoff guy. He was my handler. You know, it was it was a good friendship. <clears throat> this friend decided to start bodybuilding. Now, his mechanics, I will say, as as much as he's grown, but his mechanics for a bodybuilder are something that would you would refer to as making it physically impossible to ever be on the Olympia stage. Um, just very strained, long limbs, uh, just, just not, not, you know, what they're looking for, basically. But he had a lot of heart and decided to start bodybuilding. Eventually, that led to going down the path of synthetics, you know, whatever, personal decision. And after a while, he started acting like one of these animal guys. Uh, he actually started taking a lot of the animal supplements because he wanted to, you know, use one uh, brand, and that's the brand he chose. And he started to morph a little bit. He started to act like one of these guys. He stopped hanging out with us. He all he all he wanted to do was talk about his meals. I swear to God, that was a word that quickly became worse than a curse word around us. When every t- he's he said the word meals more. That most people use just common nouns or verbs. I mean, G- Jesus Christ. So he started to become very, very serious about the bodybuilding, and his entire personality changed. His entire personality became bodybuilding. He was no longer this friend of ours. He couldn't just be compassionate and successful and very dedicated to bodybuilding and still be himself. He changed everything about himself, and that led to a lot of us not being friends, unfortunately. He was a great kid, just the the, the guy to hang out with, you know? So I watched that in front of my eyes. I watched the friend that I knew for so long slip away and become this other person, and don't argue with me. Oh, it was the drugs. It was the no. He had a personality where he would take on, he would kind of take on certain other. It was part of his characteristic, you know. You can argue drugs up and down. I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. But he literally just he started wearing the backwards hat. He started wearing the animal swag. He started walking different. He started talking different. He started using the word bro. All the time, Jesus, with an H on the end, bruh. <laughs> just started, just 
just went went downhill, man, for for a sport that uh, never turned professional, you know. And he lost a lot of friendships over it, you know. The the kind of friend that I was pretty sure was going to be my best man at my wedding, that kind of friend, like you know, what you guaranteed be friends for life. And I watched him change for a sport, you know what I mean. So, so that's kind of like the, the reason. Um, I still like to go to the gym. And be myself. I can be serious as all hell when I need to be. I can joke when the time is appropriate. I can laugh. You know, we like to have fun. We're with friends. We're we're hanging out. We're lifting weights. We're being serious. We have goals in mind. We have meets coming up. You know, things like that. Um, but if you're if you're generally just a dickhead, and then you're a dickhead in the gym and you're a dickhead outside, okay, if that's your personality. That's fine. Um, but I just, I, I can't buy into this walking into the gym like you're walking into a prisoner of war camp looking for your, your buddies who were captured and they've been there for the last six months. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it life or death to me? Is, is my sport serious enough to where it's, it's literally my life? Absolutely. Is my entire personality going to change because of it? No. You know, I can be compassionate about it, but I'm not going to become a different Jimmy. I'm not going to change who I am for it. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, kind of have you walk away with today. And another note on, you know, just powerlifting in general. And I've been all over the country over these last 16 years. I've been to Vegas. I've been to California. I've been to Oklahoma, Detroit, Pennsylvania, the Carolinas. You know, I've been all over the place. Now in Virginia uh, for the sport. And I promise you, if anybody has had the similar experience, please, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> but generally speaking, when I would meet a true just dickhead at one of these meets or at one of these gyms, uh, before I was with Animal, I actually would travel around the state of Ohio, Pennsylvania with a friend of mine Um and do these animal sessions where we'd show up at a gym as a group. We'd all work out. They'd usually have a pro show up and work out with us, go out to eat afterwards. I mean, I've met a lot of people, been to a lot of gyms. And I'm telling you, generally speaking, the ones who I've met that were dickheads were normally not the most successful in the sport. Maybe it's just the sport. I don't know, you know. Uh, a lot of times the biggest, baddest dudes, the most successful, the most like, holy shit, he hits a 900 pound bench or Jesus Christ, that's a 1200 pound squatter, something like that, you know, 900 pound deadlifter. They're always super cool, man. They're the nicest, chillest guys. I know I talked about Jeff Peshek on a few podcasts ago, just this mammoth monster, thick as a refrigerator human being. Scared the living shit out of me the first time I walked into him. And he had the calmest, nicest, sweetest voice. He was just a giant fucking teddy bear. But he was a monster on the platform. I'll tell you that. So, um, that that's just a personal thing I've, I've noticed. If I, I was in Cleveland uh, about a year and a half ago <laughs> doing a USPA meet. Yes, yes. I hadn't learned my lesson yet. I was benching in a shirt in the USPA. 
I learned my lesson. <laughs> I'll never do that again. Thank you. Uh, I was up in Cleveland, and I was it was my first official meet out of retirement. First official equipped bench meet out of retirement. I did a full power raw meet down in Virginia and Lynchburg, and then I quickly got back into gear and got uh, back into the platform with uh, benching. So we're in Cleveland. I'm warming up. And uh, there was there was like 12 platforms at this meet, dude. There was the Battle of the Great Lakes USPA competition hosted by Gary Kanaga. And they had like 10 or 12 platforms going all at the same time. Wow. I mean, how the... F- big event. And just as many warm-up platforms behind the curtain, so to speak. So I go back there to warm up. And this guy comes around and he was just like... Everything was everything was pissing him off. The bench was pissing him off. The fact that there was a someone put a, someone put a band. You know how you like if you got a real slick pad, you put a band around the length of it to kind of give you something to grip on. He saw that and that. Why the fuck is there a band on this bench? Whatever. He was just walking around making a fuss, just being just being a being a cunt. All right. I'm just this is this is a show for adults. I'm just gonna speak my mind here. A little bit of Belt and Brick and Marine Corps coming out of me. The man was a complete C-U-N-T, right? And I was like, oh my God. I looked at Tracy and my buddy Fobby and old Bob and I said, get me the fuck out of here. We moved two benches down just to get away from that that toxic negativity. I don't need that warming up for what was supposed to be a really big day. Are you freaking kidding me? And... So all that huffing and all that puffing and all that bullshit and throwing shit and spitting and what a, just just dickhead 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 and, and the and the motherfucker benched six hundred pounds, you know like okay that's I'm not dogging on people that bench six hundred pounds, but it was six hundred pounds. He wasn't like he was a thousand pounds. It wasn't Mendy. Or, 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 you know, rest in peace, but Gene or Ryan coming there benching almost 1,100 fucking pounds or something. So that's, that's just it. Like, every time I see a dickhead, I'm just, they're, they're usually not the best lifters. They're usually not the most, the strongest guys. The nice ones, the quiet ones, the ones that are, that are willing to talk and don't, and don't fluff people off and say, I'm not talking to you. I'm a, you know, those are the ones I emulate. Those are the ones you need to talk to. And it's, I don't know if it's just the sport or if that's how every sport is. I have no idea. I've only been in the, I've been in one sport for 16 years. So uh, just another example. I wanted to share that with you and share that awful, awful Cleveland experience, man. A little off topic. I'll go ahead and go down this rabbit hole. Uh, we were benching in the USPA up in Cleveland. I drove eight and a half hours to bomb out. Son of a bitch. That was a daybreaker, man. Drove up there. Like I said, 10 platforms going, the noise and the the announcements and the platform, just so many people. Just, okay, I get the allure of hosting such a big meet, but that was just too much. That was a mistake. Cut it in half, minimum. Three platforms is a lot. 10? Come on, man. So we're up there warming up, and I hadn't learned my lesson yet that, you know, benching on an ER rack... Anything above 400 pounds is pretty much a stupid idea. If I'm offending anybody, well, I don't care. 
so I'm trying to warm up. <laughs> trying to warm up and uh, get out there to open. I'm supposed to do my opener, which was 9.14. And I had just done 9.15 in the gym the week prior off a of half board. So that's like a good, you know, on a real bench though. So that's my approximate. Yeah, I can open with that. And uh, I had a really good friend, uh, Chris Reggie, who at the time was a USPA official in Ohio. I said, hey, Chris, uh, can you go, can you please, it, we, it was still up in the air, I wasn't sure. I said, can you please go ask the meat director if I can use my own spotters? So he, he walks off, he's a disabled vet, like, you know, he had to, he had to, he had his cane with him, he came back and goes, no, you can't. He said, I, I was like, dude, you, you, you have to be, you gotta be kidding me. He goes, no, he won't let you. I was like, you, so my hand, so Mike Fobby, my old training partner, tried to hand off 914 pounds by himself to me. Now, I'm notoriously hard to hand off to from what I've been told. I apologize if any of you have done that before. I'm not sure who's listening. Um, and he can't do it. So uh, the, the volunteer crew for that meet was actually the local National Guard. So one of them step up, about a buck twenty, and Gary Kanaga himself. And they try to do a three-man handoff, and they completely fuck it up. They have no idea what the hell they're doing. So I missed my opener. I don't think it would touch, you know. Now, going from a real competition bench designed for big benches to a crappy piece of shit ER rack uh, really changes how you set up, really changes the mechanics of the lift. I couldn't get my weight to touch. So I abandon that lift. I go up to nine... 53 I believe 953 and as soon as I got off the platform after my opener I had a judge run up behind me and like tap my shoulder and go dude oh my that's that's a lot of weight you can use your own spotters that's that's so much fucking weight I'm like well no shit asshole so they they abandoned their own rules this is USPA rules by the way from what I was being told they abandoned their own rules they let me use my own spotters so I've got my buddy Fabi on the handoff in the front, my buddy Tracy on the side, and some guy from Buffalo I've never met before. He knew who I was, heading off on the other side. So I get the handoff. The middle's coming out. Tracy's side's coming out. The other guy from Buffalo's side, still in the rack. He tried to hand it off, and it was so much weight that his hand slipped. So he gives the bar the old chokehold with his arm and hands it off that way. So... Half the bar is in my hand, the other half still in the rack, 953 pounds, I'm benching single ply. I get it down, probably like quarter inch from touching, and it just wouldn't fucking go, which was so annoying. Like I said, I, my all, all the mechanics of the lift were completely changed being on that piece of shit bench. So we make the jump to 1,004, which if successful at the moment would have been the heaviest single ply bench ever done by a pound. And uh, got a perfect handoff because I had Fabi in the middle, Tracy on the side, and old Bob on the other side. My old handoff crew. They've done it for a million fucking times. 1,004, get the touch, get the press call, dump it over my head, which happens every time I get on an ER bench. Well, that I used to get on an ER bench, not anymore. So that's my experience, one of my last experiences with the USPA. A very, very biased uh, catering to the raw crowd federation. A federation 
who says, you can lift single ply, you can lift multiply, but we won't supply a monolift. We won't dare supply a monolift, though. Are you kidding me? So that, that's what I mean. They cater to the raw crowd. You expect a guy with four-ply squat suit briefs and knee wraps to walk out his 1,100-pound squat? Yeah, get fucked, okay? Uh, so yeah, I did not have a good experience with them at all. Uh, one of the worst federations I've had experiences with next to the USAPL, which I'm, I think I might do a whole episode just on the USAPL one of these times. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, went off topic there, but I wanted to share that lifting experience with you. I bombed out, drove eight hours to Cleveland. That sucked. Uh, but so does the USPA. They want raw guys. They don't care about the geared lifters. I'm just going to come out and say that shit. Anyhow. Uh, so uh, if you are done listening to me, I'm glad you stuck with me. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't checked out my Patreon yet, I'd really like you to do that. I want to get a lot of people in there. I've got some great information for you guys. Six days a week, all my training gets put up there. Every single one of my workouts with voiceover commentary, talking about the workout, talking about what I'm doing, sharing as much knowledge as I can for my members on all things lifting, all the behind the scenes stuff that's going to lead me to these bigger bench presses on Patreon. If you haven't followed me on Facebook or Instagram yet, it's Kolb Strong, and I'd love to get a follow from you. So if you want any information out of me, Patreon is there. If you have a subject you want me to talk about, please message me. I'm begging you. I need more content. I want to talk about something I haven't covered yet. So if you have any ideas, shoot them over to me. I want you all to have a good rest of your week. We will talk really soon.